Welcome to MVP, our new podcast for anyone that loves to learn new things. I'm Kate. And I'm Jack. And we both work at an online school, MVA. Like most educators, we are passionate about sharing knowledge. And love the sound of our own voices. Each week, we'll invite a special guest to join us for fun and engaging discussions on a wide range of topics, from careers advice to social issues. So sit back, relax, and let's get into it. So I guess for people that are wondering what we're doing, um, we are setting up a podcast um, and, you know, I I will say it's going to be an award-winning podcast because I'm manifesting that. Um, That's for anyone really. Um, We're going to be talking about lots of different things. What are some of the things do you think we'll cover over the next few weeks, months? Uh, well, certainly interesting stories that uh, people might not have heard of before from worlds of history, worlds of science, worlds of literature, um, school tips and tricks and techniques for, for students, perhaps even a few for teachers and parents as well. Okay, so today's um, our first podcast and we will normally have a special guest, so we're, we're already letting people down. Um, but... <laughs> uh, um, with it being our first podcast, we want to tap into our own knowledge, maybe have you, the listener, get to know us a little bit. Um, but we're also going to have a real focus on revision um, because as um, I used to be a teacher, Jack, you still are a teacher. And we know that um, exam time is a horrible time. It's not too far away. Um, and we just want to, I don't know, share some knowledge share yeah. some expertise i've done a lot of horrible exam revision in my past like you know techniques that i would never recommend to any of my students now so it's kind of words of warning you know i don't think i've ever been as stressed as the run up to my gcse's what what were you like uh, i was exactly the same just very very panicky thinking these are the first proper exams i've ever done previously i had been okay in in school exams but never really tried my best but i knew going into these gcse exams i wanted to give them my best possible effort and so I was quite hard on myself really I I mean we we could talk a bit about some of my revision techniques perhaps later on in the podcast but I was really really cruel and unkind to myself putting myself through sort of army style regimented wake up at this time do this and don't get distracted like that yeah Yeah. well one of my friends used to set her alarm for four in the morning and she'd do three hours of revision before she even left for the school bus I mean like I hated people like that when I was at school because it just made me feel completely inadequate. (laughs) Yeah. Well, as one of those people, what I actually found by doing that was um, it doesn't work because you're so tired and exhausted. Perhaps you're reading a page, you're watching a video, you're not taking anything in, you're not remembering anything using that method. Now, Jack, uh... were you one of these awful people that asked for extra paper? Because that... That was a surefire way to have me despise you if you're uh, in the yeah. exam being like, I need the extra booklet. And I'm like, what? I'm halfway there, through my first page. That was, yeah, I was also terrified by that. But thankfully, although I wrote quite a lot, my handwriting was also, also awful. So it kind of was all bunched up, horrible to, mm. I, I, I can't imagine the horror on the examiner's face when they got my English language paper. Oh, I know. So. I dread to think. I, I'm actually somebody, I'm quite lucky. I, I do well in exams. I'm I'm better at exams than I am coursework um, I think it's because until until my 30s I was quite a disorganized person um, so exams are a bit better because you can just come and 
either perform or not perform um but it and, and I say I wasn't organized but I mean I did a lot of revision and and when I think back now there's nothing I've worked so hard towards than my GCSEs I certainly went out the window when I was doing my A-levels um to my parents horror um but when what was so was your kind of strategy just write note after note after note and highlight everything on the page it was basically i'd buy the textbook and then i would copy it out by hand (laughs) again and again and again (laughs) it was like how they used to recreate the bible uh yeah you're a monk (laughs) yeah I, i was a little revision monk in my room just writing out the textbook again and again and again eventually i sort of then would go down to flashcards and that'd be great I'm nice flashcards now a bit of a treat i only have to write a couple of sentences <laughs> instead of four pages um i know but, most yeah. of our listeners can't can't see this but I, ha- I have this whenever i talk about mentalness with exams i know i'm talking about my friend olivia right and we're still very good friends so i feel like i can get away with slagging her off but she was one of these people who got like the awful bump on her finger from like the scribbling just quite so much no yeah like i think it's probably still there today no i was not a writer i didn't write lots and lots of things i was a the the, well i've got two 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 ways of revising one is less humiliating than the other so the first was i was a posters girl so you kind of came into my bedroom and it looked like this is a very dated reference so nobody listening to this will, will get this but it looked like a beautiful mind nice. have you you know like the the images the diagrams all on the wall all yeah, yeah, i, I yeah. used to just get i used to nick so much a3 paper from from art and then they were just on my wall and i think it worked i think that kind of thing does work for visual learners but it really it's not great for your mental health when like your safe space is just like a dedicated mural to learning um but my other which is a bit more embarrassing but it probably actually says a lot and and now when i reflect on my career over the last you know 10 years i made i (laughs) so i loved the sound of my own voice always have um anyone listening to this podcast has probably already realized that um so first of all i would do the dictaphone which i uh, uh, sorry would now be known as voice notes um showing my age um so definitely did that and played it back and i will still i still recommend that when we talk later about strategies i'll go into more detail but the really embarrassing thing was i had a fake game show called revise wise where i was the um host and every day in my living room i would have a fake game show where i'd be asking fake audience members questions and then i was also then the audience member answering and then when i got into sick form i don't know how i wasn't destroyed <laughs> but i would do this in the common room and i would no. and i would yeah <laughs> i i ran a game show called revise wise in my sick form common room and would you know have like you know, 10, 10 people participating and I'd have my quiz and I'd be like, Annie, over to you. And Annie <laughs> would have to answer about enzymes and so embarrassing. Well, um, you, you say that. First of all, let's dissect it a little bit. As a host, were you uh, Anton Deck? Were you Vernon Kay? I was um, Weakest Link. Oh, Anne Robinson. Oh, yeah. very, very loved cool it. hostess. Yeah. yeah, loved the power. Yeah, I, I'm surprised I wasn't more tormented at school when i was doing things like that Um, oh yeah all of my friends you know that have gone on to do wonderful things in their lives they can all um they all owe that in some small part to 
uh, Kate Meeks and the incredible Revise Wise show. Oh yeah, they have a strong fear of Anne Robinson though. Whenever they, yeah, they it brings them like war flashbacks to revision times and exams. But apart from that, they've got great grades. This so. is such a tangent, but they go through so much on the Weakest Link to really not win an awful lot of money. I always uh, found that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, you, you know, there's people who are there along for the ride where they're just banking. They have no confidence in their Bank. own, yeah, Bank. yeah in, in their own answer. They don't even hear. What's the your name? Question. Bank. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. No confidence in their own ability whatsoever. Get them out straight away. So, um, were there any sort of standout things from your own schooling that you would say, yes, this worked really well. No, this was a nightmare. You've alluded to it a little bit, but. Yeah, so um, you, linking back to your posters, I was also a poster guy. I had posters around my room, pr partially because I had all these notes that I was just storing up and had to put somewhere, really. But um, then I, one thing that worked quite well from that was uh, wherever I brushed my teeth, I'd have a little flashcard of just something I was finding really, really tricky to remember. So whether that's chem um, chemistry formulas, physics formulas, um, key quotes in English as well. Um, yeah. When I'm brushing my teeth, I can just repeat them to myself again and again and again. And I'm there anyway. So I may as well learn something at that point as well. Yeah, I was going to say something that didn't work quite so well was I never really got on with French GCSE with uh, there's a, a speaking element. And I didn't pick it up very well, surprisingly, throughout the whole two years. And then French when you get, tough. Yeah, when you get to the, the, the speaking element and you need to come up with a couple of pages worth of uh, stuff on your family holiday or yeah. um, what you, you know about yourself. I didn't know any real French words, so I'd do it based off of the sound. So I just remember what a sentence sounded like and remember it almost like a song. So I created this song not knowing what anything means that I'm saying, not knowing if oh, the pronunciation no, is correct. just memorising it. But, but memorising it. And then so I go into this speaking exam and I'm practically singing this song to the teacher <laughs> who I remember this vividly, is absolutely wetting herself. And oh, you, no. you, you would laugh, wouldn't you? But the amount that that throws you off. Uh, so... Yeah, that is not a confidence booster. No, no, not at all. So I didn't take French on the A-level. Honestly, French rules they are still the bar that I have with my close friends about how nervous you are about something. So oh, yeah. I remember vividly my best friend when she got married um, and she like we were waiting to go into the car and I was like you're right she's like, I'm really nervous she was like I'm it's it's worse than the French oral and I was like oh, wow <laughs> you must be nervous yeah <laughs> you could, like if it's worse than French oral that's it you've got French oral and then right at the top you've got revise wise with Anne Robinson <laughs> as well so yeah it's, uh, exactly nothing's exactly. been worse than that so far though so I think uh, I've lived it, a charmed life yes yes <laughs> Um, so I think we should probably start being helpful. <laughs> so we've kind of, there. I mean, there's so many things and I'm sure um, teachers all over the country will agree or disagree. And, um, it, you know, definitely different things work well for different people. I would say that's one of the first things to figure out is actually what works for you because it might be that when you're revising with with friends or with siblings or even your parents might tell you this is this is what you should be doing and actually there are so many different ways of learning um and i don't mean that you need to be doing a cartwheel whilst reciting the like the line from the poem but there are different things that you can use and and it's really useful to identify early 
as early as possible how you enjoy revising because if you've got a lot of revision to do and let's face it we're we're like we have a very content heavy curriculum um in this country so we're obviously recording this um in england and our you know exams have quite a lot of material that you've got to learn um there's this skill stuff as well but lots of it is lots of learning and that's kind of really training your memory so if you're going to be sitting down and doing heaps and heaps of revision over you know weeks or you know months or however long that is it's good to do something that you can at least like tolerate and and cope with and, and actually helps you helps you sink in so try and identify if you are that person who wants to record on your phone you reading through your answers um if if you're somebody that wants to type out notes or mind map kind of identify that as early as possible and then you know and and then you don't um agonize too much time on uh doing something that's just not helped <laughs> yeah it's part of the reason why we get you to do mock exams as teachers so we um it gives you the chance to try out different things and then say that that definitely doesn't work and if you've got a brain um and like i didn't have you'd stop doing that thing rather than continuing to write out the whole textbooks but eventually i sort of switched on to flashcards and it wasn't quite as successful as revise wise but did create my own little <laughs> game in my head as to reading through the flashcard uh, kind of having a question on the front the answer on the back and if I got it right I'd put it in a pile of my right answers wrong oh, answers like wrong and then you go back and do the wrong answered cards and so it's it's something you can do anywhere as well so a hundred percent quizzing like quizzing in some capacity is one of the best ways to have something cement in your brain and there's loads of tools out there like you can make your own quizzes you know you could make your own quizzes exactly like that with flashcards. Maybe you make your own Kahoot quiz and you have like other people join in and, and try and get it or, or you have them make quizzes and you answer. But quizzing is a, a really good way to move something um, from your short-term memory into your long-term memory because after a while it just becomes second nature. And, and there's, there's something called um, cognitive load theory. I'm gonna sound really fancy right now. <laughs> And what that basically means is where you have your long-term memory, which is like your hard drive, that's stuff that you don't really need to think about. So your um, your PIN code, your birthday, you're not thinking every single time. Oh gosh, is it January? Is it? You know, it's these are things that become really, really natural to you. And then you have your working memory, um, which is things that you're keeping in your mind right now. And and what you want to try and do is you want to try and free up space. So move things from your working memory into your long-term memory, and then you've got more, more space. So by the time you're coming to exams, there's some things that are just feel really second nature. And you can do that through things like repetition and practicing and quizzing and answering. So if you've got um, something like for English, a really good way of doing that is, is having some quotes that you have memorised that then you know that you can adapt into lots of different situations and talk about, whether that's a text or a poem or a play, whatever, whatever it is. Having a few of those that are in like your long-term memory. And even now, like I can still remember some some of those bits and pieces from school because I'd, I'd drummed them in. And then when you go into the exam, you can, you've freed up that ability to be able to actually think and learn and you're not just spending that whole time being like fair is foul and foul is what you know <laughs> you're actually just 
plowing straight on um and and jumping to it yeah um it, it sort of links into something that i um used to do as well but only towards the back end of my uh examination career if you want to call it that um mm-hmm. where there's a technique that a lot of people use, which is to plan a journey from one point that, you know, so maybe your kitchen to another point that, you know, maybe your front front drive. And along that journey, put in yes. little bits of pieces of revision, little facts, um, and then literally walk that journey and uh, re- kind of say those facts out loud to yourself to associate them with that journey that you can then go into the exam and visualize that journey um so eutrophication is what i recently told a student that's a, a process in biology um where there's lots of different steps say, but, oh. I, I don't know anything <laughs> about this so <laughs> well, well i can take you through their their journey so it's starting in their kitchen uh, their kitchen yeah. the their, their kitchen has a toilet near it so to remind them that fertilizer is running into a lake a river a pond or a stream they've got that starting off towards the toilet end of their kitchen and as they head out into their kitchen they're going past um the taps which are the water element of that so piecing that together and getting them started they then go down their corridor and they then see the effect that this fertilizer is having um because their corridor might have plants in it for example Mm -hmm. where we're getting lots of plant growth and it goes on and on and on like that as they travel through this journey and make those associations so when they go in the exam they see the word eutrophication they think oh, I've got that journey stored and I can remember each step. I went one step further than that in some exams where my journey was between the things I have and know I'll have on my exam desk. So my pen to my calculator okay. is a bit nerdy, but at least you can then, if you find it more difficult to visualise a journey in your head, perhaps, you've got it in front of you. You've got a pen, you've got your calculator, you've got your paper, you've got the person in front of you and you can link those two things together and remember that as the, the, the journey. Sorry, have you ever um, have you ever done, it's really similar to that, I've, so I've never done that journey one, although I have heard of it, um, but Memory Palace, was like all the rage when I was, um, not when I was at school, but when I was teaching, we did like an inset day where we learned about that. And I always found that really, really interesting and actually did it um, with some workshops with various different people over the last few years. And that is incredible how that works. So for people that don't know, a memory palace is essentially creating a palace in your mind um and in different rooms it, it it doesn't need to be a palace it can be a house it can be a football stadium it can be anything that's got different areas and then you store things in those areas um that you, that you associate so it's all to do with this association so it's really similar concept jack isn't it it's like you associate yeah. a certain thing with an with something else and then you it's easier to remember those things so we did it, um, th- this memory palace, we used to do it with, uh, I don't know if it's still the case, but you used to have to remember the first 20 elements in the periodic table. Is that still true? You get given the periodic table, so we, you don't have to remember them off by heart now, thankfully. Oh, wow. Okay. So we used to have to, cruel, cruel times. <laughs> but you would basically have, for each of the elements, you would have something that you could visualize so like hydrogen was like a fire hydrant helium was a balloon lithium was a battery beryllium was a strawberry because berry <laughs> um and and then you you basically have that you've gone into this room and you've you're, you've arrived at a place and you've seen this fire hydrant in the parking lot and for, uh, and this little girl lets go of her balloon and is crying and and all of those things you it's much easier to remember that story mm-hmm. than it is remembering 
hydrogen, helium, lithium, beryllium, you know. Obviously, I don't remember that many because I've only got four. <laughs> but it's, it, that can be a really interesting thing to do, particularly if you're starting your revision, you're getting really ahead of things. And there are some things that are just, you're just really like really struggling to get right. Like I I also love, I can't remember what they're called. What's it called when you've got like a, a, a chant or like a phrase it's uh, like a mnemonic or something oh uh, yeah you can have a mnemonic like yeah richard of york gave battle in vain or yeah. like my very exceptional memory just stored up nine planets like i can't believe it when people don't know the planets and they don't yeah. know the order from the sun because i'm just like well my very exceptional memory just stored up nine planets well so that's completely ruined now because pluto's oh, not stupid, a planet isn't it so, so my, stupid pluto yeah my exceptional memory just stored up nine just stored <laughs> up nine why, yeah that's why they don't know that it's planets. It's yeah. It could be yeah, anything. but you just you just do that thing and then you just remove Pluto. Okay, guys, that's just the rule. <laughs> so still use that. Just forget about Pluto because silly little thing. Literally silly little thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, nightmare. I, I hate it when things have been like debunked or ruined or like I've learned. Um, I think I might have even spoken to you about this, but I got really upset when I learned the truth about electrons. Oh, they, yeah. didn't, they didn't move in the same way that they that I was taught at GCSE. I felt completely betrayed by Mrs. Yeah. Stewart, my science teacher. A, a lot of GCSE chemistry turns out to be lies. You know, when we look at the periodic <laughs> table, we tell you certain things. That's a lie. When we look at electron shells, that's a lie. Yeah, yeah. So, sorry. You've been lied to, kids. Yeah, we, we have to. We have to. Yeah, it makes it that little bit easier in GCSE. But then it is a bit of a shock at, uh, at A-level. Yeah, it's just it's just a betrayal of trust. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> So um, what are some other um, helpful helpful advice that we might give to somebody who's who's coming up to an exam time um, and, you know, and maybe maybe they're doing exams for the first time. Maybe they're doing their mock exams at the end of this year and, and they want to get in a good headspace. Yeah. So for those doing mock exams, the first thing I'd say is to try out plenty of different things mm -hmm. you know find out what works for you and what doesn't um for those doing the real thing don't fall into the usual trap some of them we've spoken about today but um try and make sure that your revision is active revision in that you're yeah. doing something and you're playing a part in it rather than perhaps just pressing play on a video and trying to take that in um you yeah. will learn some things you know that you get some useful explanations but unless you're then going after the video and trying out some questions and putting it into practice it can go through one ear and out the other sometimes. I um, think, yeah, the, the best the best way is basically you f f you need to be able to recreate what you've learned to demonstrate that you've learned it. And and that's something that, you know, happens with all of us. So if, if you can recreate a, uh, a page in a textbook into a mind map, you've had to have think you've had to you've had to have sorry not to think you've had to have thought through and understood it to be able to do that recreation if, if you've recreated a mind map into cue cards you again it's this recreation process um that is is you learning and thinking and developing um and the same with you know lots of different things you know it, it's like why it's so good to do lots of exam practice and pass papers is because things might come up in ways that you're not used to seeing and getting as much exposure to that as well is is really really useful yeah um and it doesn't have to be sort of sitting there and doing the exam all the way through it could be that you do a couple of questions or you uh, kind of instead of sitting and writing it down you just sit read the question think in your head about what you'd answer what the key bullet points are and then look at the mark scheme straight after yeah. to see how many of those you got it doesn't have to yeah. be sitting exam after exam after exam 
in, in exam conditions. It might be that you use an exam question and you discuss it with your friend or your sibling or somebody who, you know, how how should I how should we how would you answer this how would we answer this so it's you can use things in in a different way than what they were originally intended um I also think it's really important and to sort of stop people getting overwhelmed is to to have a proper plan and that plan isn't just about doing as much as humanly possible in as much time possible that plan can also incorporate time off days off days doing things differently um you know piecing maybe you do want to do one practice paper a week or something like that but you want to make sure that you're planning for different things so you're not just always doing the same thing over and over because it will just stop it'll stop working it'll stop making sense um and having a good plan having good revision timetable i think is a really good way because it will feel huge and Mm -hmm. and and there is a lot to learn but don't forget that you have been learning it and that you will know more than you think it, yeah. it feels like a huge amount when you look at the list of topics and you think oh my word that's that's a thousand topics across all my subjects but um but actually you do you you know like you know 60 percent of all you know of all of them it's just those little things that you you know um but having a good plan in place a good revision timetable um and you don't need to you don't need to throw it out the window if it doesn't work on tuesday you know you can these things can be very fluid and and change and and adapt yeah um A, a key thing as well is that um students all the time get worried for exams but actually come out of them saying that was way better than I thought it was going to be Mm -hmm. because as humans we always think of what the worst case scenario is which in an exam context is going into the exam not knowing a single question of course that's never going to happen if you've done the revision if you've you know been studying for your GCSEs over the last two years your A-levels over the last two years whatever exams it is um you've been learning things there are things you in your memory know. there yeah, yeah. There, there are things there and i think as well it's so easy to become consumed by this narrative which you know kind of rightly or wrongly you know of course exams are important um of course everyone wants you to do well everyone wants the best for you really that's what your teachers want that's what your you know your parents and guardians want that's what your friends and family want that's what you want but all of that sometimes can feel like really negative pressure and it's also really important to know that it's okay even if you go into an exam and you write nothing coming from somebody who got use in a fair few modules over the years (laughs) it's actually okay it's actually you will still survive you will still um you know you can you know it's not the be all and end all that does not define your life and and of course doing well is great because it feels really nice to do well but everyone also makes mistakes and also does things everyone has off days every single person has an off day i mean uh, yeah like my own, I stressed myself out so much with my GCSEs and I really felt, even though I don't think my parents ever intended to make me feel like that, but I loved them so much that I felt like I really, really wanted to do well because I wanted them to be really proud of me. And at no point had they said like, we're not going to be proud of you unless you do really well. But that's something that you feel, isn't it? You feel like I want to deliver for them. And all they're thinking is we want her to deliver for herself. And actually you're working yourself up and it's, um, 
all anyone you know really wants is is what's best for you even if sometimes that's not communicated in the right way and you know we you know we can often like parents aren't perfect either teachers aren't perfect you know i i'm sure i put a fair amount of like undue press uh, stress <laughs> and pressure yeah. on my students over the years and and that's because i wanted them to have that amazing feeling on results day but it's not a, it's not at any cost and i think um yeah i think that's really important to just try and stay grounded and tr keep your foot in the reality of the fact that this is a piece of paper yeah jeremy clarkson's loving or hate him jeremy clarkson says an am every amazing year. thing every year um, where he failed all of his a-level exams and you know has a lamborghini or has uh millions and millions of pounds has a massive house and all those sorts of things so it's, it's not a true barometer as to whether someone will be successful it, no, it can help and but it's uh, of yeah. course it can help and you want to give yourself as many positive you know um as many positive opportunities as possible as possible and and doing well academically is one of those ways but i think actually the way that society's changed in the last kind of 50 years you know 20 years even the last five is that people make a six people can make a success for themselves without the traditional channels and it's not just a case like you you see you know youtubers that are you know huge success stories with you know that where this is a self-made thing you see that's the same with you know influencers as a you know as a as a an option now for, for being running your own business and running your own brand these are all things that have only happened in the last sort of five ten years and i think it's um i think you can demonstrate and you can get credibility and you can get experience and be successful you know in in lots and lots of ways without a without doing well in your exams but of course try your best guys yeah and if in doubt start a podcast That'll if be... in doubt start a podcast you never yeah. know you might be a huge success yes <laughs> one of the last things that um we'll do on this kind of helpful i mean i'm using sort of air quotes there helpful section about exam revision is i've just got some i did a little bit of digging um just for some like useful websites um and things like that so obviously bbc bite size um if you're you know using a uk curriculum there's so many interactive notes and and things on there um there's seneca which do you have you do yeah. your students use seneca jack we do we use it at the school um for, for school work throughout the year and of course for re revision it's a great little site um because it allows you to learn the content and then tests you on it pretty much instantly mm -hmm. afterwards. So it's, it's like we were saying earlier, there's bite-sized chunks of tests, there's quick uh, activities that are taking things from your short-term memory into your long-term memory. Yeah, Tutor to You is another one. And I actually used to use them when I was at school um, just for really nice, succinct notes and good materials that have been made by, by teachers. There's Go Conquer, which um, has you, you can make flashcards and mind maps and things like that. Have you got any others, Jack, that you would you would recommend? For maths and science in particular, there's a couple that I absolutely love. Um, so the first one is Save My Exams. Uh, I think oh, it's yeah. .co.uk, but that has some really, really um, simple and easy to read notes on every single subject. So if you're, you know, trawling through your, your textbook and thinking, oh, I can't be bothered to read all of that page, can I just have the key bullet points that are to do with that topic? Save My Exams has them. Mm -hmm. um, 
another one particularly for maths is called CorbettMaths.com, um, where they, they have a page that has every single maths topic on it as a video, as practice questions, and then as exam style questions as well. So you can think, oh, I'm really, really rubbish at trigonometry. Where can I go to practice that? CorbettMaths.com has everything you might Great. need. Great. Oh, that sounds really good. I, I didn't know that one. But yeah, there's 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 lots of great resources out there. And, you know, you don't, of course, like you've got your kind of classic traditional CGP revision guides, which obviously I've got to give a shout out to them. They are great. So for the next part of the podcast, uh, we're trying out a, f a few features. Um, obviously, this is the first episode, so they may well tank. Um, <laughs> we're going to do... <laughs> Oh, we're going to do two truths and a lie, but I forgot what the clever robot came up with. So, oh, the amazing chat, title, yeah, yeah, Chat GPT to come up with some titles for our features. And Jack, what was the title for yeah. this one? Do you mean uh, Teacher Liar Pants on Fire? That's it. That's the one. <laughs> Teacher Liar Pants on Fire. So, I'm going to read out three headlines. And um, sorry, Jack, I know we'd said ahead of time that they were all going to be connected on the same subject. That just hasn't worked out. Okay, and fine. I, don't, I don't think it will. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to read out three headlines and um, two of them are truthful and one of them is not truthful. One of them is a lie. And you need to tell me after I've read out all three, which one you think is the lie. Okay. So um, we will see how this goes. So the first one diver swallowed and spat out by humpback whale okay the second one u.s jets shoot down giant valentine's balloon display believing it chinese probe topical and the third one patient develops irish accent after cancer diagnosis Ooh. okay so let, i'll kind of go through them in order so the the bloke being spat out by a humpback whale mm-hmm I, that does sound something like uh, your your dad's old weird mate would kind of come to you and, and say, oh, the other day. There was oh, a guy at the pub. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just sat in the corner. The, oh, that's old Bill. He was spat out by a humpback <laughs> yeah. whale. Um, and Bill, Bill doesn't speak. He's never spoken since. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, the, I'm thinking that might be... The lie, but I'll come back to it. Um, the second one was the balloons, the Valentine's mm -hmm. Day balloons. Okay, so I think that is something that could have happened. Um, it does sound very, very funny. It sounds very, very topical because obviously it's recently Valentine's Day and there's been the whole business with shooting down balloons. But that might also lead me into thinking it's a lie. So again, I'll come back to that one. Um, it, it's probably like, it's one of the most brutal things to do because I'd imagine they'd have shot it down with some big fighter jet missile. Um, you know, it's uh, not the hopeful message that you want to be sending out on Valentine's no, Day. No, it doesn't scream romance, uh, does it? No. Um, and then the last one was someone went into a coma and woke up with an Irish accent, was that? Patient develops Irish accent after cancer diagnosis. Cancer diagnosis. Okay. Mm. So not even going into a coma, just they've been told you've got cancer. Oh, no. No, I don't. I don't <laughs> want to believe it for myself. I can't possibly. <laughs> oh, jeepers. Um, <laughs> I... Oh, God. I feel like we might get some. I mean, nobody is obviously listening to this podcast yet. But oh, yes. know, when, we're, when we're in international success, we might have some Irish fans who are gonna you know be very cross about that crucifixion oh, yeah. of their <laughs> my grandma is fully irish family so we'll i'll get a strongly worded letter oh is she now oh right yeah. yes. right what so, are you gonna go with then Jack? I, I think that they all sound made up so you've done really really well here to pick three that uh i'm gonna say 
Oh, that the lie is the second one. The Valentine's Day balloons being shot down. Is that the lie? You are correct. Yes. Yeah. One for one. I guess yes, trying to keep this streak going. Um, yeah. So that means that the other two must be true then. Uh, so the other case... two are true. So a man, a diver in Cape Cod was swallowed and then spat out by a humpback whale. Wow. So yeah, I'll, I'll link these stories in so that you yeah. can get a, get a read of them. And a patient did develop an Irish accent after a cancer diagnosis. So wow. we hope that patient is well. Um, we do. We hope they get better. I'm not sure how old these headlines are. Or I, you know, I'm obviously putting loads of effort. And oh yeah, yeah. It at all at the last minute. <laughs> no due diligence here with uh, no, that. No, I've not fact checked yeah. any of these. Yeah, it, you could have. It could have been someone related to me. You know, you could yeah, have really I upset know. me. I could have stormed out of the podcast because my uncle, who was a diver that got swallowed by a humpback whale, brought and up the, yeah. had a cancer diagnosis, was now is Irish. And they it, were your balloons that got shot yeah. down. Yeah, that could have. Yeah. <laughs> My fictional balloons that got shut down. Um, yeah, that could have ended the podcast there. But uh, uh, yeah, ended our relationship. <laughs> you yeah. know, that's it. I'm yeah, sacked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, well, well done. I'm, I'm well done to both of us because I feel like they were good questions. They were you, very good you questions. Were, you were very good at getting them right. Um, so I've given myself a pat on the back as well. Um, so <laughs> the. <laughs> um, well, we, there's 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 two more things that we want to do um, on the podcast, um, and we've got um, the classroom confessional. So this is where listeners um, write into us, and uh, it's it's almost like an agony aunt uh, style thing. And we, Jack and I, will do our best. We'll keep everyone anonymous, um, and we'll do our very best to kind of answer your queries um, if you've got things that you're going through, struggling with, or you want advice on. Um, this is the feature for you. Yes, yeah, so this one conveniently is uh, revision based, uh, thinking oh, about good. upcoming mock exams that they have, uh, the student has. Um, they said that they just re are really, really struggling to motivate themselves. They'd sit down at their desk and just stare at the wall or get started for a few minutes mm -hmm. and then not be able to continue or just find a distraction, any distraction will do, and then go and do that instead. And they said that they've just been really, really struggling with this over the last few weeks. So do we have any advice for how they can get over that hump and uh, actually properly start their revision? Do you want to go first? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I've had a bit more prep knowing the question beforehand, so I can uh, think about this. One thing that I thought, and I had similar problems before, and I think as humans, we have issues like this uh, mm -hmm. with not just revision, but when we need to work or focus on something in particular. Um, oh, yeah. It's definitely across I'm the board. Princess procrastination, 100%. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, we shouldn't really be saying this on a, a work podcast, should we? But I, 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 I do uh, ha have sometimes, yeah, but fallen, uh, fallen into that trap. But um, one thing that I find is really, really helpful for me is if I, particularly when thinking back to when I revised, holding myself accountable with someone else by just mentioning to a friend or a family member saying, right, I'm going away for an hour. When I come back, I want to be able to explain this to you. And oh, if I, I like can't, that. And, it, and it's not that I know that person's going to have a go at me, but... I'd just be a bit embarrassed to go to them after the hour and go, uh, I haven't done it. Uh, it's the yeah. same with me with running. That's another thing that in a similar way, I put, kind of put off and procrastinate about. But if I have a thing that I'm aiming for and I've told people that I'm doing, whether that's a, a marathon, a half marathon or just a, a run with friends, I know I need to be prepped for that. 
And yeah. so I've got to put in the training before. In this case, it'd be putting in the revision before the exam. So yeah. having something to hold you accountable, I found always helps. I, I agree. And I think actually on the same sort of thread is maybe having someone else that's doing it at the same time. So I don't necessarily mean having friends round and you're all in one room kind of revising at the same time, although, although that might work. But even if you were on like a, you know, phone call or whatever that is or or you know google call or zoom call or whatever and you're revising with someone at the same time because you will then be like okay look they're they're going down doing something you've also got a bit of company if you want to um ask someone a question or just kind of uh, i think sometimes when you when you don't want to start something it's often because you think that what you're starting is overwhelming so if you tell yourself or set yourself a timer that you're going to do this for 15 minutes, 15 minutes feels like, ah, yeah, of course I can do 15 minutes. Yeah. And then you get the confidence because you've done 15 minutes. You feel a little bit better about yourself. I do the same with, um, with, with exercising where like I will tell myself I just need to do this for 15 minutes. And by the time I'm 15 minutes in, I'm like, I could go again. I can, I can keep going. Um, so I would set yourself like timers on your phones that are for 10 and 15 minutes and, and pick a topic. And this could all be part of your plan that you want to have like, you know, five of those that you're doing after school or something. Um, and, and spend 10, 15 minutes on it. And if you're done and you want to be done, that's it. That's all you needed to do. And you, it's about building the confidence to be like, I can do this. I'm, you know, it's manageable. Um, so yeah, I think timers is good. I think working with people is good. And yeah. um, I, uh, I had it just reminded me of a trick that I used to use when I was in the phase of writing out the entire textbook. I'd put, I'd buy a bag of like jelly beans, Skittles, something like that. And on the textbook, Ooh. I'd yeah, I'd place a jelly bean or a Skittle every few paragraphs if i was really hungry maybe every few lines but um it would once i pass that line i'd be able to eat that jelly bean not with copying out the textbook but perhaps you could then apply that to something more useful yeah um, as yeah well. and and also um i guess like even if you impose your own rewards as maybe it's something like i i'm not going to um i'm not going to go on instagram until i've done this until i've done three practice questions and and so you've kind of got that oh like there's something i want to do which is go on instagram there's something i've got to do to get to that point and then the kind of revision becomes a means to an end and it's yeah. it's, it's yeah. like tricking yourself this i do it all the time so many things where i just almost have to trick myself as if i've got two minds going on up here yeah. um which i don't know if that's cause for concern but um <laughs> exercise Exercise is the one for me where, um, like we were saying, it, it's so difficult to get out and go for a run. What I started doing in one of the lockdowns to make me run a bit more was I'd order a takeaway. I'd then uh, make sure I'm far enough away from my house so that I have to get back oh for the God, door to answer one. it. I'd, I'd be sprinting home. I've done my best 5K uh, yeah. time wow. running Just back chasing, for a takeaway. Chasing yeah. the Papa John's. Yeah. <laughs> It doesn't work for revision as much, but perhaps that could be your reward at the end. You don't, you don't want your food to go cold, and you've got to do this revision beforehand. Food's yeah, a great I like that. That's such a good. That's such a good one. And but the same with with something else. Like it could be like your, you know, your you've got a program. I mean, people watch everything on demand now. I'm so old. I'm like your program starting at eight o'clock <laughs> at night, so you need to be done by then. Um, <laughs> But yeah, you, you get the idea. Have something that's achievable that's that's not overwhelming. It's not you don't need to have read the book, but can you have done can you have read five pages? Yes, of course you can. Start yeah. with that. 
yeah, then you yeah. feel good. And it's all about feeling good because when you when people are feeling good, you're more motivated, and yeah, it's just a builds up momentum. So, thank you for that. Our last thing is to just talk about our MVPs of the week. Um, do you have one, Jack? I do. Well, my MVP of the week is a group of people, football commentators, um, for a couple of reasons. Uh, first reason, planning and doing this podcast has made me realise actually how difficult it is to keep talking and keep thinking on the fly and stay alert the whole time. Yeah. And so the fact that they can do it is amazing. My second reason is um, recently the famous football commentator, John Motson, the legend, um, passed away. And so recently I've been like listening back to some of his iconic moments Aww. of commentary as well. So he's been fresh in my mind. Um, and the third reason as well is I, th I think they're the new poets in some sort of way. If you take a look at Peter Drury, who um, commentated on the World Cup final and has um, commentated on big Champions League games in the past describing uh, the t football team Roma in Roman-style oh, right. ways, talking about colosseums uh, and, and other metaphors as well in their Honestly, commentary. Honestly, English is everywhere, guys. I know I'm an English <laughs> teacher, but that descriptive language, you know, it's, all of those, it's, it, it finds its way into anything. It um, is. No, I like that. That's a good one. Um, so mine, I mean, we're going to sound like two football hooligans because mine was Marcus Rashford. Oh, amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um, only because, um, well, I saw him play and score two goals on the weekend against Leicester and I'd not been to a game in a really long time um, and it was really nice to be at a game and actually have my team win because uh, that doesn't normally happen. My dad actually banned me for a period going because every time I went to United um, they lost and he thought I was bad luck. <laughs> Um, so it was great he scored two goals but also he's just a legend and like you know first opportunity Absolutely. to say what a guy you know from from an educational you know kind of teacher background and where I taught where free school meals was such an important um, such an important thing and, and you know a, a huge part of, of um, something that we can be proud of as a as a country I think is um, are some initiatives like that and um, yeah seeing seeing a young a young athlete who really has got you know the world at his feet but but kind of come and, and bat for the people and and remember his roots and yeah i i've so you know even though that that might be old news now but, um <laughs> but him scoring two goals just reminded me yeah you are you're a great guy a, a legend yeah he's he speaks so well as well F footballers get a lot of rap for um sort of being unintelligent or, you know, not ha having political opinions. But the, the points that he makes, you know, you can't argue against them. They're all no, very sensible and right. he articulates himself brilliantly. Um, and, you know, one day, Marcus, when you're listening to this, please know that I'm a big fan. <laughs> we'll get him on the podcast. He can be oh, one yeah, of we'll our definitely guests. Get, we'll definitely yeah. get him on. He'll probably be, probably be here next week, guys. So tune in. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, well, I've really enjoyed doing this, Jack. Um, I've loved it. I've loved yeah, it. Yeah, I, I, um, I mean, I don't know what it's going to sound like, but I, I feel like we did a good job. Oh, yeah. Um, this is where we listen back and we sound like tinny robots and it's yeah. absolutely awful. But yeah. it's been fun. <laughs> it, does, it doesn't get past... Um, doesn't get past the approval stage um so i guess our last things is really to just remind people please um if you'd like if you'd like this please subscribe to listen um, we'll be doing a lot more of these um and and please 
follow us uh, on Instagram. We are MVP Podcast. Um, I probably need to set that up before I tell people what we're called. <laughs> we are called that, unless that's already taken. Then unless we're not called that. Unless yeah. that's already taken, you can check the the show notes. <laughs> um, yeah, have a have a great rest of your day, and and thank you very much for listening. Thanks, everyone.